Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah, and we're here to take the fanboy out of fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have nothing. I'm confused. <laughs> well, the option, the other, the other alternate to that was we take the fan out of fanboy that just leaves us with boys and who doesn't like boys. And I thought, no, I'm not really sure how that. Oh, yeah, that out. that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Suddenly, welcome to the new pedophile show. <laughs> and if you take the boys out of fanboy, then you're just cold because you got a bunch of fans fucking blowing on you. Hey, which I'm cool with. I like fans. Uh, pun intended, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again, shooting your negativity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, hey, penguin. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dude, they should have brought. They should have brought um fucking Danny DeVito back <laughs> to play. And I know, I know he's old. I don't even care. Put him in Gotham. <laughs> just put him in Gotham. Walk around like the penguin, but have nothing to do with the penguin. Like you just talk to him as some weird dude on the street. <laughs> he was the perfect penguin for Tim that Burton. particular Tim Burton's universe. Like he's uh, just fucking perfect. And the black teeth and the. Oh. And all the fish that just had black shit in it. I don't know, like. Where's he getting his fish from? <laughs> he just never brushed his teeth. To be honest. You know, living in the sewer. <laughs> it's like, dude, respect yourself. <laughs> How you gonna expect people to respect you when you don't respect yourself? Word. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> oh man, I know. Uh, Gotham's getting pretty interesting though. I have to admit, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm digging on it. I haven't watched the newest one yet, because we record the podcast on the night that Gotham comes out, so I'm always like a day or two behind. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen it either. I forgot it was on today. And then tomorrow is The Flash debuts. And Flash! Ah! <laughs> it's always going to happen. I know, right? <laughs> You're, I'm going to be watching that getting... tomorrow, and then I'm going to be like, ah! ah! Hey, real talk, though. Uh, why am I getting so much flipping wind? 
from your microphone. Now it's your turn with this bullshit. I don't know. I don't hear anything. I just hear it. Hmm. Just saying, you know. Do you have a fan on? No, you're breathing heavy over there or something. Yeah. Move your mic. I'm looking at that, uh, I'm looking at that Elsa cosplay. <laughs> Anna Faith, Anna Faith is, uh, is my, uh, my hashtag WCW this week. <laughs> and next week, and the week after that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um. <laughs> well, that's one of the, the, one of the interesting things of knowing Adam over the years is that he'll always have a new chick of the week. <laughs> that's right. Hey, man. You know what? It, uh, a beautiful woman is like a fine work of art, and you can't really just like one painting for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, you know. says the married guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. That's you know. That's how. That's real talk. That's how you. That's that's the real talk. You know. But when you're you're just enjoying yourself visually. <laughs> I'm not saying screwing everybody on the planet. I'm just saying just you know. Whatever. <laughs> all right. It's our anniversary coming up. The podcast. <laughs> Four fucking years of this bullshit. <laughs> I know, right? Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, this. Yeah, this is our anniversary week on the tenth of October. Well, tenth or eleventh, depending on which one you want to go with. I'm gonna go with the day we actually sat down and recorded our first podcast. That's ten ten two thousand ten, and uh, so this is our anniversary week. Four well, fucking it's, it's years. Good. It's good that he didn't pick the first the first time we kissed because I can never remember those things. I know, and that's hazy because it's, does it count when it's drunk? Does it count when it's you know it just happens? You know, <laughs> dare truth or dare? You know, does music need to be playing or <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, right. Just... <laughs> now, four fucking years, dude. That was back when we were recording like in the same room. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we recorded in the morning. <laughs> was it like the first couple of podcasts we recorded it in the living room and like I, you were sitting at the desk and I was on the couch and that wasn't working out because one, I was getting too fucking comfortable on the damn couch. Yeah, I know. And then, and then... yeah his, if you thought his reactions on this podcast are kind of like, oh, well, he doesn't really seem to give a shit. Yeah, when he was on the couch, it was even worse. Ten minutes in, I'm half asleep the whole fucking time because I'm just late. And he has one of those. We have Steve's house, and he has one of those couches, and he—I know he does this for when the ladies come over, where it's—it's it makes you sink in so much that you can't get out, and you just kind of you event you struggle for a minute, and then you just eventually give up. You're fuck it. <laughs> it's like being a patrolman in Gotham. You just kind of like you you, you want to make a change, but it's just too much work, and you're just like fuck it. <laughs> I resigned myself. <laughs> I, I honestly felt. It, that couch if i didn't sit there it was going to kill my family you know so i couldn't i couldn't get up it was um, weird he kept calling it uh, don falcone so it was just kind of like what the... and back then we were recording with um oh we had headsets didn't yeah we, we had headsets we did on skype and then uh well, we still did the same exact same, same exact as now but then we had the uh the if you guys go back to probably the first podcast that's on Libsyn, it sounds different it's because we were actually recording in the same room but we were using an area mic and uh, that was that Zoom that we were using, which I still use for uh, uh, the Stephen Vargas podcast. That mic is legit, too. Yeah, it's a fun mic. I like using that. It picks up everything nicely. You put the windscreen on it, you hear no wind, nothing on it. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we did that. And then when you decide, I, I bought that mic, by the way. It's the one thing I bought. <laughs> Very proud of it. <laughs> the one thing you bought, the rest. But the hosting and all that other shit, that's my deal. But uh, hey, you know. I bought the fucking mic, all right? Jesus. 
<laughs> get off the fucking. When we back. get a divorce, dude, I want that mic back. <laughs> you know, technically, since I'm on my computer and I'm recording the show, this is equipment too. So I, <laughs> I, I built a computer to do this. Wow, that's right. I'm stretching it all the way. Through. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so it's just kind of it's. At this, it's it does and it doesn't feel like it's been a lot. No, honestly, I saw the date and I was like, "What?" Oh, I know. Yeah, when you go back to well, shit. Even if you go into our show notes, which is all on OneNote, uh, I we have it up to 2011 because before that, I was putting them on a sheet, um, which I still have on my computer for the the first year or the first couple of months of the podcast. And uh, it's crazy. I, st- I still – oh, yeah, that was what I was going to do. I was going to make a tab and put that in there, make that an archive. Ooh. Well, you know, it, it kind of makes sense that I, I, I didn't realize that it was that far far, far or that long doing the podcast because around 2010 was when I was 26, and that's about the age when you stop stop noticing time passing by. <laughs> <laughs> So that makes a lot of Again, sense. it fits into what he was dealing with the couch. It just seemed like too much yeah. effort to really keep track of time. <laughs> I mean, now, nowadays, it's it's not until about March until I even notice it's a new year. Yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Always writing the wrong date. Yeah, because he doesn't, but he doesn't write checks. So it's like, uh, sir, you know, you put in 1814 on here. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, what yeah, of it? <laughs> Mind your own fucking business. Since you're How many too... slaves do you own? <laughs> Since you're throwing too many big words at me, I'm going to take that as disrespect. <laughs> now help me with the sale. 1814. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, every... My cousin just died of an infection. I don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, dude, I, before we move on, I was just going to say, every time I'm on... I'm looking at, on, on cable, and I come across 40-Year-Old Virgin, and I turn on... It's... Hold on, hold on. I'm going to sneeze. Sneeze. No, I'm not going to. Never mind. Sneeze. It was, a, Sneeze. it was a false. It was a false alarm. Damn it. Got my hopes I, up. I think. Got my hopes up. Uh, but every time I, I see 40 year old virgin on on cable, it's always at that part with Kevin Hart. It's I know. at that part where it's like I look at that. I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, let's move forward amicably. <laughs> 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 is this your boy? Is this your boy? Is this your boy? You just got clapped up with. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, we remember the tw- rolling twenties. We fucked dwarves in the ass. <laughs> and the whole time he's saying that, fucking Kevin Hart's like, uh huh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like he's just intently listening. <laughs> uh, but what I thought was actually kind of funny. The fact that you know this is our anniversary month and it's kind of our anniversary week. Uh, <laughs> when you're doing a blog, podcast, whatever, you always everybody always wants to get that first reference from you know the, the substantial sites or, or podcast or whatever. And uh, <laughs> this week <laughs> kind of got called on, got kind of linked here by Bleeding Cool. Um, I'm going to talk about this story a little later, but the gist of it is back in June and this whole hype about, oh, Fantastic Four was getting canceled because uh, Marvel CEO Isaac uh, Perlmutter 
was angry at Fox Studios about the way they're handling Fantastic Four, and since they have the X Men uh, movies, they're gonna they're gonna maybe cancel some X Men books or give it a lower profile. And I was like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Because if that was the case, if you really were that bitter about how they handled your franchise, why didn't you do this when they released the first two Fantastic Four movies? Hmm. Or Wolverine Origins? <laughs> you know, why don't we why don't we do some of that or X-Men 3, you know? Uh, so why did why did we do that? And because I poo-pooed on their original story. Yeah, the the colorful word choices. Yeah. Made me laugh. I mean, we were one of what five, four um, that were that were po- that were linked in their blog post, but we were the first, and it was like our story was poo-pooed by all all and sundry, and then it makes a mention of save for CBR. This person is trying to be a little eloquent, but what was hilarious was this, I was like, I remember looking at our metrics and I'm like going, wow, we had a huge spike on Sunday the fuck and i look and i saw refers bleedingcool.com i was like what (laughs) i I go to that i'm like holy shit they called us out and it was funny because uh adam was like it's because you kind of you were kind of (laughs) shitting on them the talking shit talking that shit (laughs) but what i was saying was is that they were on this quest to make people believe it because of that particular that particular reasoning and what I was saying is that reason he doesn't make sense. Not that they wouldn't cancel the book, but that this is this didn't make sense. And let's be honest, Marvel cancels titles and then lets them sit for about a year. Then may reboot them. And then, of course, there's this whole rumor that Marvel's going to reboot the whole universe. That's with the whole Avengers eight months later storyline that's, that's, that's working right now. Yeah, but the problem with that, with a rumor about the whole universe getting rebooted, is that's always going to be a rumor since DC did it. Exactly. That, that rumor's never going to go away. So it to me, it was just like, look, I don't. I, it's not that I don't deny that that's that they'll do that because look, they killed off Spider-Man, they killed off Professor X, they've killed, they've taken Thor away, and made it made it female, they've, um, you know, and now get rid of, uh, you know, they're going to uh, ditch Fantastic Four. So I don't – it doesn't matter to me. Like I, that's fine. It, they do that all the time, but don't try to make it bigger than it is. They just simply go, hey, let's go ahead and kill it. F- let it sit for a year. 2015, people are going to see this reboot, which is going to be different from our comic. Then we can re-release it and then tie it in somehow and make yeah. cash in on that because – I'm sorry, but money speaks the truth. So. Money talks and bullshit walks. Exactly. So that so for us it was a bit of a a bit of a I don't give a shit if they were, you know, if they were tasking at me because of the fact that, you know, I said this and kind of was being a little facetious with their with their story, but you know, hey, that there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> Unless I it was, it was funny. <laughs> Unless I was being yeah. racist. <laughs> If it was racist, we were going to double the traffic. Exactly. They would have been like, what? I can't believe you said those things. It wasn't me. It was Adam. <laughs> probably was. It probably was, most likely. Um, now- it's, like I told, it's like I told my wife's friend one time. I, said, I can't remember what I said. It's like, uh, I don't think you're supposed to say that in public. And I go, that's the point. <laughs> that's why I said it. 
That's why just I said. see every. I love to see that look on people's face when their mouth is slightly open and their eyes are really wide and they're just they don't know what to do. <laughs> Fuck! I love that look. I'll make people do that look all the time. Every time I whip out the do. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do that in public. I do what I want to do. Don't tell me how to live my life, motherfucker. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my struggle. Struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle for this D to stay in the pants is real. <laughs> See, if you cut the if you cut the crotch lower, then my balls won't get all kind of. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> this one's kind of funny. I saw this today on BuzzFeed. Uh, apparently, there's a new complaint about the iPhone six, um, going out there. Sucks. Um, apparently, the new phones are now ripping chunks of hair off of people's. <laughs> Off of people. You know what's funny? When when Apple has a massive complaint, it's always something weird. It's never like a normal fucking thing. Oh, I know, right? I mean, it's uh, they said an anonymous poster on 9to5mac.com is uh, first reported that f- head and facial hair is being yanked out when users try to make phone calls, a problem that is not only inconvenient but also painful. First of all, who makes a phone call on your smartphone? I mean, seriously. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, you don't do that. Um, I don't even I don't even make phone calls to order pizza anymore. I know, right? <laughs> Hit that website. Hell yeah, or Grubhub, dude. Um, yeah. And it and it says on here, it goes iPhone users are tweeting that hair is getting caught in the seam between the aluminum backing and the glass screen. Uh, one of the tweets was, uh, "My hair is getting caught um, in the microscopic seam between the glass and aluminum on my iPhone 6." Uh, the complaint has already spawned a series of hashtags, including hashtag #HairGate, hashtag #BeerGate. And hashtag Seamgate. Uh, this one person. Why do they? Why does everybody add the word? <laughs> just add gate to something because, every time something happens. Doesn't matter how how silly it is. I know it's because it's all like Watergate, and you know, like this, like yeah, like Watergate was a really significant thing that happened, which is hilarious because it's like I don't. It's almost like that line from uh, Princess Bride. I don't think that means what you think it means. Like, <laughs> You know, and it's like YOLO. It's carpe diem for idiots. It's really yeah. what YOLO is. And it's like when they add gate to it, it's like, look, Watergate, yes, was a significant moment in our history and changed basically the culture of the time. Your hair getting caught in your iPhone 6, not quite up there. <laughs> uh, they clearly can't catch a break. I wonder if testers are mainly bald guys was one of the uh, tweets. Another one says, the seam on my iPhone 6 where the aluminum meets the glass is uh, definitely catching my hair and pulling it out. This last one, which I love personally, was, congrats, Apple, you fi- you're you finally getting hipsters to shave. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, dude, Apple. So is that how we're going to know who has the new um, the new iPhone if they have like bald spots on the side of their fucking head? Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, you're growing in patchy? No, I got an iPhone 6. <laughs> or you now, have it... or you have to go to the other side of the face. To see cuz everybody always listens to, you know, or was on the phone with on one side. They're never on both sides. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Usually their dominant hand side. Um Is it both phones or is it just the plus? It just is the iPhone 6, so I'm imagining it... Well, I don't know, because the, the, the 6 is bigger, so maybe it's not in the sweet spot. Because <laughs> if, the, if the 6 now, the 6 Plus, if it's also bent, <laughs> maybe it's catching even more hair. <laughs> I know, right? Because it has that perfect curvature, you know? Oh, yeah. 
And there's nothing I'm wrong. Being, with, I'm just being an asshole. There's nothing wrong with a perfect curvature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I thought was funny about that whole fucking iPhone thing being bent or whatever? There's so many people online. Like, you guys are being really disrespectful. Like it's not a joke. You know, you're you're dis you're you're being really rude to the company. I'm like, who fucking talks like this? Yeah. How much Apple dick do you suck when you wake up in the morning? I know. Seriously. I don't care what company in it company it is. I will talk that shit if if it's funny. I fucking love Linux. Linux has made plenty of mistakes. Different companies that run different distros, and I make fun of them too. You know, it's like fucking Jesus Christ. It's not like this, there's the, this person named, unless there is one person named Apple who makes all of these and is sitting in the corner and going, <laughs> they all hate me. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're constantly talking shit about one specific person <laughs> for making a mistake. <laughs> it's like they hate me. They really do. We do hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Tell me about your emotional state. Hey, man, you know what? <laughs> Practically in tears, no. Um, so I started school. And I think school I mentioned... hates you. <laughs> right. I started school, and I think I mentioned this um, uh, in a previous podcast. But I started school, and I switched back to Windows from Linux because um, most of my – it's an online school. Most of my tests and stuff are done through um, silver using Silverlight. And Silverlight, you can get Silverlight to work in Linux, but it, you can't do interactive Silverlight stuff. It, it, it won't work in Linux. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just go back to Windows. And they're giving me Windows for free anyway, so I'm like, whatever. Then <laughs> I get halfway through my IT class, and my teacher says – oh, no, in the beginning. And my teacher says, um, we're going to be using uh, – Linux a little bit in this class, and then we're going to be you're going to be extensively using it in, in future classes. So it's important that you have it available. So I was like, okay. So I installed it in a virtual machine within Windows. Right. So at this point, I have Windows as the main one, and then and then Linux in the virtual machine. Um, then I just noticed I would hang out in my virtual machine too much because I like Linux. So I was like, whatever. So then I just installed. What did I install Linux? I don't remember. So then, um, this is when you're doing it too much where you can't remember. Yeah. What the hell. Then my my IT my IT teacher says to to install OpenSUSE. We have to install OpenSUSE, the distribution of Linux. Okay. I don't like OpenSUSE. I was like, fine. So I installed OpenSUSE. And then he then he says, you know what? On second thought, I'm like, fucker. I hate when people say on second thought. Yeah. I'm like, on second thought, um. A Debian-based distribution would probably be best. I'm like, oh, so something I would have went with anyway, <laughs> dickhead. So then I, I – at that point, I'm like, fuck this shit, and um, I installed – I'm really deep. <laughs> I installed Linux as my main machine, and, and, um, and I was like, okay, cool. So now I just have Linux on my computer. Then I go to do a test, and I remember, oh, fuck, <laughs> Silverlight doesn't work. So then I, I installed Windows 7 in a virtual machine. So that's where I'm at now. I have, I have Linux as my main finally picked a distribution that will suit everybody's fucking needs. Cause now my computer's a whore and it has to please everybody. <laughs> um, and then I have windows running in the VM to do just that one task. So it's barely ever opened. It's like open once a week. So that's where I'm at right now. And so I was getting so annoyed because it doesn't sound like, like, Oh yeah, well, whatever you like doing that silly shit. Yeah. But it, I didn't have a, the majority of a week, the week that th- – there was a two-week period that this was going on. 
So the majority of that time in that whole two weeks, it was rare that I had a stable fucking system <laughs> because it was being changed so many fucking times and it was half set up or I didn't have right. time to do this. It, it was the point where every time I wanted to do something, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to set that one thing up. <laughs> and that was especially prevalent in Linux because you have to set up a lot of shit if you want your shit to run specifically. And I'm real picky. So it has to be specifically the way I want it or it will bug me. Yeah. So finally have everything set up. Looks real pretty. I just went with Linux Mint, KDE edition. Good to go. That's it. And I got Windows 7 in that VM. <laughs> well, what about Windows 10? What about Windows 10? What do you have? Oh, yeah. Well, that's in a VM too. Okay, so, so we- two vi- <laughs> two virtuals and a main? Yeah. So I have uh, a Windows 10 preview in one VM, and then um, for a pr- uh, project for the website that I was doing, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and that never gets turned on. <laughs> so I turned it on for the video, and then I turned it off. So it's you know, why would I want to have that on? Um, yeah, you can't really do anything in it anyway, right? To play play with a start menu. Uh. And then the only other cool feature is multiple desktops, which my Linux computer's done for like a decade. <laughs> so I don't really care. Uh, but um, yeah, so it was it's just such a pain in the ass. Like, and Steve knows how picky I am about my computer. Right. So I was getting irritated because it's it's fine if I'm changing the operating system because I'm fucking around. But when I'm doing it because other people are telling me I have to do it, it was a problem. <laughs> like I was I was getting upset. <laughs> so. That's oh, all man. over now. And in the end, I got what I wanted anyway because I didn't want to run Windows in the first place. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Hope I don't get shell-shocked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, like, you were running that, and, like, for me this week, I've been running just a bunch of different shit to try to, you know, fix a, re- uh, fix a, prog- a repeating problem between our site and Facebook for some reason. Yeah, I keep, I keep getting the pop-ups that you're in conversations with uh, yeah. face, Facebook <laughs> development or something. Yeah, because for some reason in our tags, uh, you know, I've installed the Microsoft Open Graph and because Facebook now uses the OG, so OG article, image, you know, publisher, what, what have you. But for some reason, when we have a featured image in our pl- our blog post, which we're using uh, WordPress, and then when it shares, for some reason, does not pick up the picture article. But I actually added this one program, this uh, Facebook OG graph, uh, the Open Graph uh, plugin. But it actually allows you to drop in a selected picture. Like say they because and you check this, you know, it's like if you let the picture, you just place the picture in there, and it says if you can't detect a a uh, featured image, it'll use this image. Well, it never works. But I checked the little box that says use this instead of um, the featured image. It works and it shows up. And I've been looking online. I've been, you know, Facebook has been giving me like, well, we can't reproduce this. Like motherfucker, it's there. And then WordPress, I've gone to their support, and nobody's responded to me at all. Everything that I found is always like a year old, or if it's recent, nobody responds because they keep saying, "Well, that doesn't work." And then you don't hear from, you know, the the 
the community person again. Yeah, the uh, most annoying the most annoying thing to hear is when you say there's a problem and then they they tell you in a long way that the problem doesn't exist. Yeah. You're like, "Well, then why would I even be talking to you right now?" Yeah. You piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with that. And then, of course, you know, trying to work on publicity. So now uh, I haven't used TweetDeck since, like, we. You know, I've been steady on that TweetDeck. Yeah, thing. and that and I haven't used TweetDeck in forever. And then this last week, I was like, because when I do publicity for the shows, and I like, oh, re- you know, throwing it up an update. Oh yeah, be sure to check out our podcast. I hit mine, and then I have to log into another one for uh, for the Lazy Geeks, and then there's Adam's ones which I don't have access to. So then I was just like, you know, fuck this shit. Just do TweetDeck because it works on the PC. So threw up TweetDeck, boom, hit all three at one time. I'm I'm set. And then you know for for other things. So it's just it, it's yeah. I've been kind of fussing with that shit too, and it's just like been just. It's funny because you seem more worn out doing that shit than you would, you know, building a house. Yeah. Because at least then, especially then, because you're like, oh, the frame's up. It's going to look good. You know, oh, that wall's up. That's looking good on this. It's like, eh. <laughs> you know? It's all right. Yeah. Eh, well, I'll tweak it later. <laughs> I guess it works. Exactly. I get something here, so. I just uh, use TweetDeck right now, bitches. That's right. <laughs> I just say recording the podcast now. There, oh yeah, there and then you're... put a bunch of hashtags. <laughs> Hashtag disdi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen people too because I've been trying to use Twitter. This, Steve and I were talking about um, our social media side, which is important, of course. And I started to realize as he cleverly told me in a nice way, but underneath that, going <laughs> asshole. Um, <laughs> I re- I, I think realized, you read into that. I, I realized that we have these multiple channels and I was doing none of them because <laughs> I just I don't really do like Twitter. I don't do that myself, right. you know, um, or anything like that. I just don't I don't have a use for it. So we decided, OK, fine. I'll focus on Twitter and Google Plus, which I haven't really I've been trying to go to, but I, I don't really have anything to post on it. I don't want to just copy tweets to it, which I might do anyway. Um, and then uh so I've been doing that, and he's taking care of the uh, the photo-centric ones like Tumblr and Instagram because I don't go anywhere. So he lives in L.A. I don't. Um, and Facebook. Well, are we even doing Facebook? We're just maintaining what we're t- – it's, it's broad, so it's like Facebook almost mirrors what we <sighs> – Facebook can suck this dick. Yeah. They keep fucking changing everything, and it's all fucked up. And then, but it's funny too, because once I start saying something, like I put a post on it through using that saying about how Facebook is fucking up, suddenly our views start increasing. It's like, ah, oh, okay. Oh well, Facebook is fucking up. Pay yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hit Google Plus right now. Yeah, but it's just mostly for the mostly for the people that still use it and the ones that we have on there. We we're getting we're actually seeing a, a good uptick in um in Google Plus, and you know so that's doing well. So I, I like doing that. But Twitter is where we actually see a lot more traffic. And I really want to be, excuse me, more integrated on Twitter than, than the other ones. But well, anyway, I'm working on it. Uh, 
And you're doing good. You're doing good. I'm actually, it's kind of funny because this is what I've noticed the last couple of days, you know, Adam's been doing this, um, is that I'll do it during the day. Like, of course, within this, within the, uh, within the regular tweets that have our stories and stuff like that, I'll throw out random shit, you know, just the lazy geeks and then my personal one or whatnot, what have you, or stuff using all three. And then around the time I go to sleep is the time that Adam gets his shit into gear. And suddenly he's tweeting till like four in the morning. And I go, yeah. wow, we're like about uh, almost at like an eighteen-hour runtime here. Yeah, because I'm I'm up till like four or five in the morning. Yeah, and I wake up around like ten. Yeah. You know, so it, it does work out pretty well. Yeah. There's just so many times where I'll be like, "Hey, Steve, blah blah blah,", blah and you don't reply. I'm like, What's the stick doing? Yanking his chain. And I'll look at the clock. And go, oh, it's four thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes I'll get up and I like go to, you know go to the bathroom. I come back, I see my phone light blinking. I'm like, ah, oh, what did Adam? What's Adam <laughs> saying this time? What's, but see, it's it's what's all this it's motherfucker all, saying now. It's all it's all lifestyle because Steve, you know, he lives relatively alone, <laughs> and I live with all my children and my wife. So the only time it's quiet in my house <laughs> is when they're all fucking asleep. Right. <laughs> And that's when I that's when I do my schoolwork. That's when I do the articles for the site. Now I'm getting into this video shit. Right. Now my whole night's fucking busy. I don't even play video games anymore, man. <laughs> so fucking busy. <laughs> it's it's good though. It's I like being busy. Yeah. Idle hands. I'd murder everybody. If yeah. I <laughs> know, right. All right. Uh, real quickly, we're gonna jump into our Doctor Who recap for Kill the Moon. Um, I thought that was an interesting story. The moon isn't the moon. It was an egg. <laughs> Spoilers. You know what's funny? You know, you know what's funny is that if you if you dissect the show and you, and you just have the premise, it sounds stupid. Oh yeah, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds so fucking stupid. You just like what? But the way the show was, it was fucking. That was one of the best uh, Doctor Who episodes I've seen. I'm gonna be honest. You know, I, I I really 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 and and the way I gauge that. Is how emotionally involved I am. Because it's very hard for me to be emotionally involved in fucking anything. Yeah. I usually just watch it and enjoy it, but I, I don't really give a shit what's going on on like a personal level. But I was like leaning forward and like really just fucking captivated by not only the performances, but also what was going on, the decisions that needed to be made and all that bullshit. So it was, it was, uh, it was good, man. Yeah. I really gonna, enjoyed I'm it. I'm going to slap you so hard you're going to regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me laughing. Oh man. But yeah, I mean it was it was one of those where and that's the thing, like some people don't like the new doctor because he's a dick. And you gotta remember too is that if you lived, like he says, two thousand years and you have all this knowledge, you're gonna be kind of a dick. You know, you think you know everything. Because and, you're constantly waiting for everyone to catch up. Exactly. And what I thought was really great with this is he like he said, like he did it in a dick way, but he let, you know, Martha. I mean, not Martha. Wow. Martha, what yeah. the? He let Clara go ahead and make the choice. Like he knew that what she would do, you know, and decided that you know humanity needs to make the choice for themselves. It was like Steve. Steve and I were talking about it before, and I said he didn't do it in the way the previous Doctor would have did it, where it would have been this emotional feel-good speech before he left. Right. If he would have left at all. Right. You know, he he basically sat there on a table and said, it's not, it's not my decision. Yeah. That's this your problem. Exactly. Yeah. And his reasoning was perfect. The, the logic was fine. Oh, it's yeah. just he was being a fucking asshole. He was being a complete 
dickhead of what he would do. And you're just kind of like, dude. And then when he, he's like, deuces, you're like, yeah, he just peaced out. Wow, dude. And, yeah. then, and then fucking even when he came back, like right at the right when the decision was made, he just said, let's go. Yeah. He didn't have anything nice to say. He just said, come on. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is that we've gotten to the point where – and this is what I think people don't understand, especially people that are, are truly into Doctor Who or had just gotten into Doctor Who because of Smith or Tennant or anything like that. See, I came in with Eccleston. So Eccleston kind of was that – he had that kind of let's do this side, but he also had a very dark side, a very like – you know, he would usually – when humans would do something stupid, he would always call them apes. You know, he would always make reference to where they came from. But then if you go further back into the old Doctor Who series, you see the grumpy old man that it was when it first started and, you know, how it's changed back and forth. And I think, you know, um, that I think it was nice to have that difference because you have you had that happy go lucky of Matt Smith and just turn it completely on its head to you have some guy who's a complete asshole. But at the same time, you still like him. You know, uh, because you still know what he's going to do, but he's going to go about it a different way. And in some ways, it kind of re- reboots the show, you know, yeah. and allows you to be like, oh, shit. Like, because you, you never know what to expect. Yeah. I think I think, too, at the end when um, Clara, who who's the actress's name? I can never remember. Uh, Jenna Coleman. Yeah, Jenna Coleman. So when she was doing a spectacular fucking speech at the end of how he fucked up. Mm-hmm. You could see that he was trying to explain it to her. And there was a little bit of, he kind of felt bad for her for not understanding, but there was also like a feeling bad that he upset her too. Yeah. So he still, he still gives a shit. Yeah. He's just going about everything differently. And, um, it looks like the teaser for the next episode. She's not even there. Yeah. So we'll see. There might be one or two episodes where she's not there, and then they're going to revisit. I mean, that's not her exit episode. Right, yeah. You know, that would be ridiculous. Although I, um, I thought it was pretty powerful, too, where she's just like, just leave. You know? Just leave. And, yeah. he, and he knew. And, like, at the end, he was just like, wow, he totally, like, fucked up. And he knew it. And, you, and that, that line, just leave, it proves that sometimes putting something very simply can be even more powerful than this fucking – three paragraph long prose of something you know what right, i mean yeah. like it's just just leave just get the fuck out of here yeah you know because i don't think i've ever heard well in the past shows i've i've watched i've heard some pretty snarky fucking comments but i've, I've never heard that powerful of a just just go yeah, just get away just, from me yeah get away from me get out of here i don't want to see you leave you know it was just like whoa because at the same time you know and and that's the cool thing is like when you see it when she's explaining it to uh, Pink, you know, when she's explaining to him, you see he knows that he he knows what the doctor did, you know, and so it's like, you know, he may not agree with how he did it, but he knows why he, he did said it. it. He said it in the the episode before that is that at one point he's going to ask too much of you, yeah, and you should tell me when that day comes and all that, and that's pretty much what he did. He asked yeah. too much of her because like. This is the thing is that she she as a character is so used to when shit hits the fan, she just looks at him and goes, OK, where do I go? Right. She doesn't. And she she even more so than some of the companions that I've seen in the past. Like she's very 
young about it. But like she's, she's also very, very, I'm just gonna... she, she's very trusting about it. Like she exactly. You know? It's like blind trust. She doesn't right. even question it anymore. She's just like the doctor knows what he's doing. You know, the, the doctor always comes back. The doctor yeah. will tell me what I'm supposed to do. And they, they set that up in that ep- the in the school episode pretty yeah. well, too. When when uh, Mr. Pink was like, you know, you didn't you weren't even afraid. You just ran into it and this and that. Well, in this episode, she was fucking terrified. Right. You know, so. And then ask humanity's response and <laughs> turn out the lights. <laughs> turn out the lights. Now, did I see that right? That they said kill the fucking thing. And she was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she made the decision for humanity, and uh, I mean that was it was awesome too. Like even humanity said deuces. <laughs> Everybody left her punk ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a really good episode. Next week looks a little fun, looks a little more light because this was really a heavy episode. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. This is also going to be the first episode I think because because usually clara's in the teaser right. um if clara's not there it's the first episode where he has no companion with him right so he has no he has no caretaker as it will you know yeah he has nobody so he, he's gonna go balls deep yeah so you have somebody who's not going to be able to give him his litmus test so that should be definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely should be interesting this looks like it looks like just a uh, a monster episode yeah. basically that mummy which are awesome though yeah he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he i was like i looked at that i was because uh, i actually saw the trailer online before i actually saw the episode and I was like, going, oh, fuck, that thing looks... I thought that joint was CGI for, for like, just a <laughs> second when I looked at it. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think it's time we headed to some news. Okay. Okay, okay. So in movie news this week, with the sudden addition of Deadpool to the 20th Century Fox movie slate that was languishing in development hell for years, it seems that Fox has given some serious thought about bringing the film to fruition as well as where it would fit in in their, Mar- in their Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even though Fantastic Four is coming out from Fox, the, they will not appear in the X-Men universe, but it seems Deadpool will. In a recent interview, X-Men Days of Future Past writer-producer Simon Kingberg who has been doing a serious rounds of promotion for the previous X-Men film and teasing the upcoming, uh, what will be coming up in Apocalypse, uh, confirms that Deadpool will be part of the larger expanding shared cinematic universe in the X-Men franchise. Quote, there's definitely a sort of overall plan that they've been talking about for the X-Men universe now, Kingsburg said. Uh, And Deadpool obviously fits into that. So yeah, I guess I would say that it's part uh, part of certainty an overall timeline and and thought process that goes into these films, some of which is inspired by the comics and some of which is inspired by seeing what Marvel's done to tell a larger tapestry and linking all those movies together, even as they stand independently as well. The same kind of thought is going into these X-Men movies uh, at Fox. So by the time it is released, it'll have been seven years since the character was first introduced Hmm. in the film universe in X-Men Origins Wolverine. However, how they butchered the character has left fans itching for a rebooted version of the film with Ryan Reynolds playing the character as he as many of us think he's he is perfect casting. While the copy of while the movie will occupy the X-Men universe, I don't think people should start looking for a crossover in the first film or even the second. However, it does seem to leave the possibility open for a crossover or guest spot of uh, to happen sometime in the future. Uh, we will have to wait and see how Deadpool does when it is released on February 12th, 2016. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, if they, I, they haven't, they said they haven't officially had Ryan Reynolds, but if Ryan's in it, 
that's going to be awesome. Yeah. It'll be perfect. Honestly, the fans have spoken, yeah. and he's really the only one they want to see uh, playing that character. So, And I agree. I think he's going to be awesome for that yeah. character. Who gives a shit if he was fucking Green Lantern for a minute? Yeah. And that was DC. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, not like that. Not like that. Just... In the cinematic world, it was DC. Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the late Apple co-founder Steve Jobs uh, will be the focus of an upcoming biopic. I like that word. Bio- biopic. Biopic? I say biopic. I, I you notice that. Because it says it sounds cooler. <laughs> biopic just sounds dumb. Uh, he uh, uh, is the subject of a biopsy. <laughs> based on based on the book by uh walter isaacson i yeah isaacson um casting is currently underway to fill in key roles in the film leonardo dicaprio was offered the biggest role of all steve jobs but has turned it down um the hollywood reporter states um dicaprio turned down the role due to wanting to take a quote lengthy break from acting um end quote after wrapping up the reverend of course there are others in line to play the characters, such as Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, because they're always together uh, in everything. Um, and Bradley Cooper, which I thought I thought that was a little yeah, weird. It's a little weird, yeah. Um, I mean, he does, Kutcher, he does grow a good beard. He, he does. Yes. Um, Ashton Kutcher took on the role in the previous story of Jobs' <laughs> life in that ridiculous movie. You know what? He did a good job in the movie. Like, I think Ashton Kutcher did a really good job. But the movie itself was dumb. I haven't like it I made him look like it. a. It made there's, it's broken into sections because it's obviously telling a man's life, mm-hmm. and some sections are fine. They're they're entertaining, mainly the technology sections. Right. And then there's other ones that make him sound like he's fucking Gandhi or something, <laughs> like some kind of fucking saint. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, um, can you imagine Christian Bale? Yeah. Where's your iPhone? As <laughs> <laughs> Kutcher took on the role in previous. In the previous story of Jobs' life, titled simply Jobs, um, a film that was met with mixed reviews. Uh, Danny Boyle has been tapped to direct with Scott Rudin, uh, Guyman Cassidy, Cass, yeah, yeah, and Mark Gordon producing. Um, personally, out of the list of hopefuls, my money is on Christian Bale. Let us know in the comments who you would like to see play the role. I go for Christian Bale just because we've seen – yeah, we all know him from Batman, whatever. But he's one of those actors, and, and I remember the movie um, – oh, fuck, what the hell is the name of it? Um, what, the boxing one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The fighter. He fucking – he's a completely different person in that play. Like yeah. this dude – this dude's a legit actor. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we – I think, I think but... he would really – Go ahead. Finish. Right. I just I th- I thought he would do a good job becoming the role. My my thing is is that he's already currently playing Moses, so should he be two religious figures in one film career? Why not? Who uh, gives a shit? That's true. That's true. I mean, play Moses, play Steve Jobs. I mean, kind of you know, in some circles they're about the same. So you know, <laughs> in every circle they're about the same. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, you have the golden I iPhone. S- <laughs> I saw I saw a meme that brought up a very very good point, and I found it here too. So Steve Jobs died in 2011. Mm-hmm. The same year, a man named Den, um, Dennis Ritchie died. Uh, Steve Jobs, obviously founder of Apple, co-founder of Apple and Pixar, and he made the iPhone and stuff. Um, 
Dennis Ritchie invented the C programming language. Um, he invented the Unix operating system. So the C programming, he basically every single thing you do today is because of Dennis. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit when yeah. he died. It's it was so sad. But it, when Steve Jobs died, who's let's be honest, his greatest claim to fame was marketing. Yeah, it was like fucking Jesus himself was <laughs> strung on the cross yet again. <laughs> Country is weird. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was the only one that cared when Dennis Ritchie died. It's all by myself. It's <laughs> giving a shit. And to be to be honest, I was confused. I was like, Lionel Richie died. And <laughs> And I was, no, he's, st- he's still dancing on that ceiling. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, I was I was about to say like, "Hello, hello, is it me you're looking for?" No, we ain't talking about you. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. Oh wow, that was a lot of Richie got Aaron Neville there for a second. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your eyes. Because I'm hypnotized. Uh, all right, moving on into gaming news. Um, there has been there's something to be said for being friendly with the fellows over at DC Entertainment. It sometimes leads to some serious opportunities. Earlier in the year, Warner Brothers Interactive announced that the original Batman, Adam West, would be supplying his voice for a pixelated version of himself in the upcoming Lego Batman uh, 3 Beyond Gotham. And he is not the only one to get an, um, get an, op- an awesome opportunity. Uh, Batman fanboy Kevin Smith will be supplying his own voice for a playable version of himself in the upcoming game. Not only that, but DC Entertainment Chief Creative Officer Geoff Johns uh, will be featured as a playable character in the game. Even Arrow star Stephen Amell will be playing the Green Arrow in the game. This is not the first time that Amell will be supplying the voice for the character. He provided Green Arrow's voice in the game Injustice Gods Among Us. Troy Baker will be on hand to play the voice of Bruce Wayne. This is going to be a huge DC fest for many people that love Batman games and even love to play Lego games more. The game is expected to drop on November 14th. Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham will be available on Xbox One, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Wii U, uh, PS, Vita, the 3DS, and the PC, your toaster, and microwave. Uh, if you want to check uh, the announcement trailer, we have the original announcement trailer on the website, thelazygeeks.com. The trailer is actually pretty funny because they have, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's Batman and Superman hovering out, um, over the Earth. And the Bat- and Batman has this really intense monologue going on. And Superman's like, hey, he goes, why do you look sad? It's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Broody, got it. Yeah, okay. You know, he's totally, he's totally digging into Batman. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's good to see Superman digging into Batman every once in a while because yeah. every, every, everything you ever see is Batman making fun of Superman. <laughs> My favorite meme is always when uh, you see Spider-Man crank calling Batman going, are your parents there? And he's like, no, I think he's out with Uncle Ben. <laughs> and you see Spider-Man. Like, see that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man's like, aww. It was, a, it was a, how are your parents doing? Uh, I'm like, I'm like they're they're all right. How's how's uh, Uncle Ben or whatever? <laughs> and they both look sad. <laughs> Stupid. <sighs> all right, this is um this actually this story, I was actually gonna suggest um as a this bitch for this week, but the one we have is just way too relevant. <laughs> um, it seems Disney is making waves when it comes to the Star Wars license gaming specifically. Uh, the House of Mouse has decided to pull two Star Wars mobile games, Tiny Death Star, which was a fun game. I used to play that when I had my Windows phone, um, and Star Wars Assault Team. 
from mobile stores. Uh, the games being pulled being pulled isn't the interesting part, however, but the fact that there was no warning for gamers or developers um, raises a lot of questions. Mm. Pocket Pocket Gamer claims sources tell tell them the games have been taken down permanently in order for Disney and Lucasfilms to focus on other titles. Star Wars Command, an upcoming game, an upcoming game currently in the works. <clears throat> Excuse me. Was cited as an example of a game that is more important to the company. Um, mm. Tiny Death Star developer Nimblebit was given no warning that their game would be pulled down. "Quote: My assumption is they don't feel it is worth it to maintain the game any longer," said Ian Marsh of Nimblebit. He goes on to say, "Tiny Death Star was quote a significant source of revenue for us, so it stings that much more." End quote. <laughs> um, we see games get canceled all the time, but to not have any advance warning for the developers is a bit strange. Yeah. A mem a memo at least would have been nice. Um, you'll still be able to download the games if you previously previously purchased them, though. Like as always. Um, it's kind of a dick move on Disney, man. Like they yeah. could have at least told them. I know. They, usually, you get some kind of warning that we're gonna we're gonna dump this, not just by yeah Monday and like, hey, why is it? Oh, did somebody forget to tell you? Oh man, see, oh see, I didn't press send on the email. <laughs> Sorry, my bad, dude. Oh, bad. <laughs> the Tiny Death Star was fun. I never played the other one, but I Tiny Death Star was cool. So you you were building the death star so it was kind of like uh it's one of those where you get coins and then right. you build you, you keep building more levels and more levels and more levels <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, the the like fan service in that game was like turned up to 11 like it was just nice. so fucking good nice you had to go you had to go shoot bandits every once in a while they're causing a ruckus at the bars and just fucking <laughs> bandits <laughs> well you know whatever yeah. that's funny. hooligans yeah <laughs> these hooligans and then it had little tiny versions of uh, Darth Vader and and his boss, whatever his name was, Palpatine. Yeah, and they they'd be like, <laughs> they were cut scenes where they he because you'd get challenges, mm. you know, with different levels and shit. And they would tell he would be telling Darth Vader to do something, and the comedy between those two characters was so fucking funny. <laughs> and of course, Darth Vader just tells your punk ass to do it. He ain't gonna right. do it. Of course. <laughs> He's too busy walking around and breathing. Exactly. He's been choking bitches. He's got a lot of shit to do by choking bitches and sucking Palpatine off. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I can't, I can't remember the bit, but there was one time when he, someone came in and told, told Darth Vader something, and he didn't like it, and he fucking choked that bitch out. <laughs> and then they just... It, it's kind of stupid to even tell anybody because I can't remember anything that happened, but I, I was laughing so hard I dropped my fucking phone. <laughs> like, it's a good game. Like, I'm impressed with the company Nimblebit. Buy their next fucking game. One, because I feel bad for them, and two, because they fucking their shit's legit. Dude, when you said Nimblebit, I thought you said nimble bitch. I was like, what? This <laughs> <laughs> nimble oh, bitch. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to – you know what I'm going to call – Next time somebody I'm trying to catch to kick their ass and they fucking they run away and I can't catch them, they're a nimble bitch. There you go. From now on, <laughs> can't catch a nimble bitch. This fucking broke back mountain bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, broke back bitch. <laughs> broke back bitch. Uh, all right, moving into comic news. One rumor that has not necessarily died, but is definitely hanging on for dear life, is that Marvel is ending the run of the Fantastic Four. 
while some no. <laughs> while some have called us out to say we are currently wrong, which we do not believe we are, but when you check the original post we did is the reason for the series ending and not what not what it naturally would be. Online on Sunday, it was discovered that um, Hachetti Book Group, Hach- yeah, Hachetti Book Group announced that the release of the Fantastic Four Volume 4 end is forever. Wah, wah. Uh, the, <laughs> the collector's edition will feature a story by the current creative team of James Robinson and Leonard Kirk. The book is um, scheduled to be released on June 30th, 2015, and the listing mentions that it'll contain the triple-sized final issue, 645. This is the full release. The end is forever. Witness the closing act of the first family of Marvel's universe. The invaders meet the Fantastic Four as the as the hunt for Reed Richards and the missing key, kids from the Future Foundation continues. Meanwhile, the mastermind behind everything unveils his ultimate plan. But how does Franklin Richards factor in, and how does it all lead to the end? Collecting the end. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, collecting Fantastic Four six forty two through six forty four, and the triple size final issue six forty five. Well, a couple of things that you need to take away from the numbering is uh, take away is the numbering scheme changed. Currently, Fantastic Four number fourteen is set to um, is set for sale on December. Jonathan Hickman's run ended on issue six eleven. Thus, putting the series on 642 in January, and that would mean the final issue would arrive somewhere in April. Right now, the comic um, in the comic, you have the Human Torch losing his powers, and the Thing is up on murder charges. Then you have the Avengers and New Avengers, which takes place eight months later in the Marvel Universe, and you have Sue Storm as part of the Avengers looking for her missing husband, Reed Richards, and sounds like a goddamn soap opera when you say it out loud. The original point of contention for the denial of this rumor was Marvel's lack of faith in the new film, which made them want to end the book to provide no support for the film. The concept is just plain silly, and we totally stand behind that. Uh, there is There are some reports that say that this was the plan all along, and it is leading to further rumors that Marvel is planning to reboot the Marvel Universe in, um, in the comic in the comic year in the coming year, sorry. Uh, I'm not sure how that would all work out for anyone. Finally, you have the Fantastic Four finishing eighth in August sales, and that simply be more than a reboot. Uh, and it may be something simply more than a, of a reboot of the set universe to give writers a new point in the universe to explain. Many writers would like the idea to jump ahead eight months. Um, would be enough for writers to move characters around and draw stories from the past eight months, but. Of course, we'll find out all of these rumors when the thing actually happens in 2015. But this is the this is the the situation that uh, Bleeding Cool was so cleverly trying to hit us on. And as I was as I said in the in the post, it wasn't necessarily that we were denying that we were just denying the reasoning for that. And maybe that didn't quite come through in the original post, but you know, I don't know. <sighs> Struggle's real. The struggle's real. The struggle is real for bleeding cool. <laughs> um, whatever. Let's move on to something that's not rumors. You know, <laughs> before I even say this story, I do want to say that I am excited because I love collector stamps. Like, I don't collect stamps, but I love when a stamp comes out 
that has something cool on it. Like when the Simpsons stamps came out. And if you're not in America, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But <laughs> when the Simpsons stamps came out, I was like, that's fucking dope. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just cool, I guess. <laughs> so moving on. Um, you. When, you hear, when you hear stamp collecting, most people don't exactly jump out of their seat with excitement. However, if we're talking about Batman collector stamps that celebrate the Dark Knight's 75th anniversary, then most reading this will, or listening to this rather, um, will at least get casually excited. The U.S. Postal I'm Service. I'm excited. De- right? I know you are. <laughs> You're talking about that full release last story. Yeah. yeah. Um, skit, the U.S. Skit, po- skit, skit, skit. <laughs> The U.S. Postal Service and DC Comics are coming together to produce some pretty slick-looking stamps of the Cape Crusader. I used three different names for Batman in one paragraph. (laughs) You're fucking welcome. Um, Superman was celebrated in a similar way for his anniversary. However, the Batman stamps differ by only being available in the United States. I guess the Superman ones were available um, in some other countries, too. Uh, But Batman's ours. So, you know, no one else can have them. Um the stamps include art from a few artists over the years representing their respected comic book age with Jim Lee for modern age, Neil Adams for bronze age, Dick Sprang for silver age. And of course, Bob Kane for golden age There's fucking four stamps. And they're all the fucking different ages of nice. Batman. And it's nice. the shit. Um, the set, the set will come with 20 stamps set in a frame that will show off the eight different designs of the bat symbol as well. Um, as the Batman himself. I don't know why I put as the Batman. Um, there is no word on pricing for the general public quite yet, but the collector's collection set will be handed out at the New York Comic Con's Javits Center on Thursday, October 9th at 10.30 a.m., um, which I think you just did a story that they're... Sold out. Sold out, yeah. So if you got a ticket now, hey, get some fucking stamps. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason you should be going. And help a brother out, by the way. Right. Yeah, send me some fucking stamps. Yeah. Um, if you go to lazygeeks.com and find the article, you see a picture. It shows off the four different stamps. It only shows – it shows four different um, symbols, but the symbols for those stamp, what the stamp is representing. Um, it's fucking cool, man. Like you get the big ear Batman <laughs> and then um, you have like the – happy-go-lucky-looking one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's pretty dope. Nice, nice. All right. Moving into technology news. Da-da-da! Well, Microsoft has finally announced their new iteration of their operating system. However, instead of jumping to the next number in the marking scheme, it seems Microsoft just could not wait to begin using double digits in their numbering, which is why they announced Windows 10 during their event in San Francisco on Tuesday. As rumored, the new operating system will be blending the ease and familiarity of Windows 7 with the sizable retails of Windows 8. Uh, Some of the features that they showed off included the return and redesign of the start menu that so many of you were clamoring for, the introduction of multiple desktops, the return and modification of the universal search feature, as well as an updated version of their snap feature. Quote, it's give, it gives the familiarity of Windows 7 with some of the elements of Windows 8, Windows Chief Ty, uh, Terry Myerson said, uh, says. This could, would have seemed like the natural progression after the introduction of Windows 7, but it's Windows 8 software stuffed with customer backlash, suffered from cu- stuffed, wow, suffered from customer backlash as they completely redesigned the operating system without any features showing up in Windows 7. 
however, if you are looking to get a hands-on the new operating system, you can sign up for the technical previews of Windows 10 uh, starting last Wednesday. The average PC user will not want to sign up uh, for this given that it will be unfinished and buggy and is designed for developers and enthusiasts to help improve the operating system, which is slated for release sometime next year. If you're interested in testing out the Windows uh, 10 beta, you won't, or it's not even beta really, uh, first you need to download Microsoft's new, uh, newly launching Windows Insider program, and then you'll be able to download the new um, OS. Quote, with the Insider program, we're inviting our most enthusiastic Windows customer to shape Windows 10 with us. Windows chief Terry Myerson writes in a blog post, we know they're a vocal bunch and we are looking forward to hearing from them. Are you really? Are you really? <laughs> uh, from the look of the video above in the, in the post, it seems that, uh, that this incarnation of Microsoft should have gone, uh, they should have gone with after the launch of Windows 7. Microsoft believed that their tablet and touch business would grow, but never really thought of its limitations and that many people still use keyboard and mouse. Uh, they would have served the, cus the consumer better had they released a version of Windows 8 that asked you which you are using, touch screen, or keyboard and mouse. As of right now, it seems that Microsoft has repeated their mistakes as they made with Vista after the release of Windows XP, a fact that Microsoft still has never apologized for, and I will keep saying that until the end of time, which caused many people to stick with XP long after they should have moved on. Not uh, to mention their poor media campaign to support the new operating system, which was a throwback to the modified XP. Seems like they are like to they like to repeat their moves over and over again, expecting a different result. I think that is the definition of insanity. It is. Yeah. You know, just to clarify. Yeah. Microsoft. You know, we're balancing the tech news today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, do want to mention Windows 10 preview. Uh, Lazy Geeks uh, YouTube channel. We have a video coming up that I did, just kind of briefly going over some of the features and kind of showing you how but, it looks. By the time this podcast airs, you should be able to see the basics of it. But I know they're in the coming weeks they're going to hook it up to a server, so then you can actually kind of interact with them, do whatever. But you know, I don't... Well, I'm also hearing I'm also hearing tales that if you run the preview, that they're they're watching you to see what you do. Mm -hmm. Like like as in there may be a keylogger ah. in it. Now rumors of course, but of course. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> um there is like integration with uh feedback. There's like an app on there. So you can tell, and, and it will ask you questions, like how was how easy was the start menu to use? And you can click on it and answer them, but whatever. <laughs> I have a video, and the video is me talking about what they're doing and just kind of showing off. And, and, like, and like Steve mentioned, it's, it's not, it's kind of bare bones. Like the, the whole, and I mentioned this in the video, it, it, their whole focus right now is kind of on the, um, the corporate end of it. Because if there's anyone who felt left out with Windows 8, it was corporate, the corporate world. <laughs> um, because Windows 8 is completely useless in a corporate environment. So um, they're kind of just trying to show productivity type stuff. The start menu, the multiple desktops. I, I think I talked about um, File Explorer. And I tried to show an update for the fucking command. Because I actually updated the command prompt. And it allows keyboard shortcuts, but it didn't work. So I was like, of course it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft. 
Yeah. You're just lucky it installed fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it didn't the first go around, but that's okay. Um, anyway, moving on. Let's let's balance our tech thing out with some good news from Microsoft. Why do we do that? <laughs> Why not? Because we're being civil to it today. Um, back in 2013, we heard about a new technology that Microsoft was working on called the Illumi Room, which sounds too much like Illuminati. <laughs> the Illumi Room. Uh, Illumi Room project. Illumi Room used a connect and a projector to extend a game from your television onto the room around you. It was an interesting and at it it was interesting and at the time a lot of people wanted to know if this technology would be utilized in the Xbox One. Microsoft was quick to kill that dream, however, saying it was far too expensive to be included in a home console at this stage. And when Microsoft um, says they're too expensive. You know that shit's <laughs> expensive. Um, that doesn't mean Microsoft gave up on it though, and new new developments have been have been made to impress. Now called Room Alive, which is a much better name. Um, the tech, yeah, the tech doesn't use a television at all, and instead relies on a single connect and several projectors to fully utilize the space of the room. The system scans the room, detects horizontal and vertical spaces, and is able to project interactive pixels anywhere it feels like. Microsoft says this turns your room into an quote augmented entertainment experience. Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, Ooh, it just it just feels good. I you know. know. Say it again, um, but slower. <laughs> it's all augmented. Oh, no, I'm not even gonna <laughs> not even gonna entertain that. Um, any anything that is projected uh, can be interacted can be interacted with, as we can see in the video demonstration on the LazyGeeks.com in this article. Um, quote: In the future, we will explore approaches and experiences that involve multiple users and and multi-user viewpoint rendering um, the team that created room alive explain uh, we will also explore new ways to increase immersion with spatialized sound room alive provides a glimpse of how a scalable multi-projector system can transform any room into an immersive augmented gaming experience many new and exciting possibilities remain to be explored so while in its current form I don't see this being in anyone's living room quite yet. There is definitely an opportunity for public spaces. Um, I can't wait to see how the technology progresses. And um, we're actually going to discuss this in a bit more detail on our other podcast. Um, Geek in the Life. In the Life. Holmes. <laughs> um, oh, but going back to Doctor Who real quick. Um, I thought it was I thought it was cool that the people that landed on the moon were the Mexicans. Yeah, right. You never hear the Mexicans doing anything Mm-mm. in in movies or anything like, other than like drug cartels and stuff. But they were all. And I thought it was nice. But they were all dead. But yeah, but they were dead because of something legit. But, but they the... went there for something legit. Yeah, and the English went there using an old space shuttle from where? The U.S. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you're welcome. We used world. we used to be the, we used to be the shit, but right. actually we still we still have the coolest fucking ships. Look at Boeing and SpaceX yeah. and shit. Oh, remember remember what they said? Yeah, second hand ship with third hand crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motherfucker didn't even know how to do his job. He, yeah, he, looked like he was like sixty. You <laughs> have fuck, you have one job, one job. <laughs> you deserve to die. <laughs> how do you how do you prime the, the missiles? They're not gonna blow up, are they? Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, Jeez. Oh man. That's it for the news. That's it for the news. Bitches. So many times people 
companies, or someone does something that is straight up bitch. This is the section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch, as Adam sets one back. <laughs> I'm Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, this Week's This Bitch, DC. Now, not the city, but DC Comics. <laughs> well, the, DC the city ain't really nothing to... Yeah, they're, they're straight up bitch, but that's every week. People, you know, they have to do something extraordinary to... Be... The government side of DC, by the way. <laughs> right. The people of DC are, I'm, I'm sure, fine. They even a real state. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking district and shit. Yeah. Uh, so, there is something that did not hit a lot of mainstream comic sites on Thursday. Um, after it was reported by Bleeding Cool that DC Comics is about to increase the price of the Batman title, which is written by Scott Snyder and artwork by Greg Capullo, would increase this um, this month from their price of $3.99 to $4.99. Yep. Five bucks. That's so fucking expensive. I know. It's uh, the major reason is to be it's the uh, the major reason is the beginning of their end game storyline, which begins with net this week's actually. Uh, by the time this podcast airs, the the uh, issue that's released, Batman thirty five, and each issue which expanded to thirty pages. So each issue of M- end game storyline from issue thirty seven thirty five to thirty seven will cost you four ninety nine or five ninety nine if you get the combo pack with the digital download. However, in the uh, later in the afternoon on Thursday, writer Scott Snyder took to Twitter to express his feelings about the price increase. Uh, according to his Twitter post, regarding the price point on Batman, Greg Capullo and I heard about it yesterday with you and quickly made a case to DC about reducing it. And you can, and I can genuinely happily say that DC is taking it very seriously, which we appreciate. Stay tuned. Since we haven't heard anything and it's already, what, Monday, Tuesday morning <laughs> and we haven't heard anything. I don't think it's there. They took it that seriously, but anyway, it's almost. It almost seems like yesterday when DC was making fun of Marvel for charging the same prices for many of their comics, but DC was uh, was doing it with their main comic book heroes. Uh, given that the comic comes out the, uh, just in time for the New York Comic Con, you can sh- be sure there will be some questions about it at the respective panels. You know, I could sit here and say that I remember a time when DC spoke a different tune, but I don't have to say that because I have a poster on my fucking wall (laughs) that has the Justice League characters and then many others. And there is the tagline right there. Draw on the line at $2.99. Remember when when Marvel raised their books up to $3.99, DC went fucking guns a-blazing and was like, no, 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 not DC. Right. We're staying right at $2.99 for like, and I think that lasted like two months. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then, Until a few few books went up to three ninety, and, and it was their core ones too: Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Yeah, yeah. There's still books that are two ninety nine. It's the ones that are about to be canceled in a couple months. Right, the one that they don't have any faith in to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So if you'd like to recommend a this bitch for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/thelazygeeks, or mention it to us on Twitter at thelazygeeks using the hashtag this bitch. You can even hit us up on Google Plus or email it to us at the website lazygeeks.com. All right. So uh, before we head out, I just wanted to bring up the story because this story is just – it's simply funny. Adam and I have two different schools of thought unless it changed since last week when I brought it up to him. Um, this one here comes from Robot6 at Comic Book Resources, uh, Kevin Melrose. And uh, I'm just going to read the story. Classic Tom and Jerry cartoons are now accompanied 
by disclaimers on Amazon Prime and iTunes warning viewers of ethnic and racial prejudices. BBC News and The Wrap reports. However, this, the wording is similar to that of accompanying some of the DVD collections, in, uh, indicating the decision was made by Warner Brothers and not by the two online retailers. Quote, Robert, uh, Tom, well, Robin, <laughs> Tom and Jerry's shorts may depict some racial and ethnic prejudices that were once commonplace in American society. The, D the Amazon label reads, such depictions were wrong then and are wrong today. While not representing the Warner Brothers view of today's society, these cartoons are being presented as they were originally created because to do otherwise, it would be the same as claiming that these prejudices never existed. The Tom and Jerry shorts debuted in 1940, and like many cartoons of the era, were frequently employed racial stereotypes considered undeniably racist by our standards today. Beside, uh, perhaps most notably the character... Mammy two, Mammy two Shoes and the repeated blackface gags. The worst uh, scenes are frequently edited out in the modern airings, but the Mammy Two Shoes voice was redubbed in the 1990s. Some of the releases of Tom and Jerry Spotlight Collection in 2004, Whoopi Goldberg was recruited to record an introduction explaining why the producers decided not to remove some of the offensive scenes. The appearance of the disclaimer has drawn criticism with BBC News turning to uh, sociology professor Frank Ferret Ferretti, who labeled the move uh, empty-headed, false, pious, oh, false piousness, and a form of censorship that seems to be sweeping cultural life. We are reading history backwards, he said, judging people by um, in the past by our values. So, tell me what you think, fool. No, just kidding. <laughs> Well, I mean, Tom and there used to be some fucking wild Disney cartoons, man. We're talking like blackface and fucking like black people drawn like monkeys, and there used to be some serious racist cartoons, Looney Tunes. That fucking um, there was an episode of uh, that stupid rooster. It's the worst fucking Looney Tunes character ever. Or he was being racist, obviously, because mm -hmm. he's Southern. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm saying obviously they would depict a Southerner as being racist. Not that obviously a Southerner is racist. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it's – I don't remember what I said <laughs> before. What did I say before? You were – you kind of agreed with it. You know, you were, you were just kind of like, yeah, I could I, – I, I, you kind of agreed with that. Um, well, yeah, I mean it's just it's just like – there's there's certain things that are just blatantly fucking wrong. Slavery, blatantly wrong. It doesn't matter what decade you're in. And then there's some things that are just it it wasn't it wasn't okay, but at the time everyone felt it was okay. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's like, <laughs> and then you have now, which is probably the most sensitive fucking anyone's ever been right. our society is so fucking sensitive about everything now they're going into the backlogs of 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 things and going no that's not right who fucking cares it's tom and jerry yeah it's not like they're making new tom and jerry's well yeah i mean to to be and you know to be honest this was just uh i selected this as a random survey of the week because it was just like what <laughs> um to me as i think you know some people I think for me, I'm glad that they didn't edit the cartoons or ban certain ones or anything. You just put a disclaimer. And, and the funny thing was is I actually was watching – because it's uh, 
Saturday Night Live's 40th anniversary this year. Uh, at 10 o'clock, uh, before they do a new episode, they actually have a flashback episode, or what they call SNL Vintage. So they show a lot of the SNL, uh, not complete episodes, because it usually skips out you know, the, the musical guests or what have you, or the weaker ones, kind of like what you see on Netflix. But it shows one of those vintage episodes, and it actually has like a disclaimer on there saying that, you know, this was released 1975, you know, and some of these things will be offensive to some people, you know. And uh, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, they, it doesn't change them from not being funny. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I see that I, too. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just saying, with je- that being there, I think to me, it's kind of like, it's kind of stupid because of the fact that you're going to, what are you going to do? Get pissed at NBC for something that they did 40 years ago? You know, and, and you know, because like the first, ep- first episode they premiered was the one with Richard Pryor, and he dropped the N word quite a bit during his bits, during his stole comedy bits, and in scenes that he did on um, on the air, especially that one where that's a word recognition between him and Chevy Chase. You know, <laughs> that's a classic That's bit. a great bit, but it's like that, you know, uh, I was there with Heather, and Heather's like, you could never do that now. And but see, that's that, though, and that's the thing, is a confusion of terms. Yeah. That's not racism. That's political correctiveness or whatever the right. fuck you call it. Right. The, and that's not, I mean... Comedy is immune to all this bullshit. But the thing is, is that nowadays people are actively looking for shit to be pissed off about. Yeah. Like they get on the on the internet. It doesn't matter when it was made, and they go, "This is fucked up. I don't like this. It needs to erase from existence." Yeah. I mean, when you have a character in Tom and Jerry, and I know some of the episodes where he runs into you know one of those old stoves, and he comes out and he's got blackface on. It's not like he's coming out, he comes out of there and after that starts going, hello, my daddy. You know, it's not like he's acting it out as doing that as the basis of a character. It's just a simple thing that is funny because even by the times that these cartoons were done, blackface was already considered joke. Nobody did blackface at the time anymore. So it was kind of like, um, you're censoring it for the wrong reason. And, but at the same time, the ones that you have the people that are doing let's let's just be basic asian stereotypes you know where suddenly the eyes get really sun the teeth get really big and stuff like that it's like yeah that's offensive i would agree. was that famous that famous uh uh, uh jerry jerry lewis flick where right he was he was the fucking landlord mm-hmm. <laughs> asian landlord yeah that was so racist there's that there's mickey rooney where he played uh constantly an asian character you know, I will talk like a lot. Uh, same thing, uh, even fucking, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rob Schneider? Roy Schneider? I don't know. Rob Schneider, the one from SNL. You know, he he's done a few of those characters himself. It's only recently that people even complain if an Asian is made fun of, which I always find funny. Like, it's like one one ethnic group, it's not, it's not good to make fun of them. But now you can make fun of this one, though. But right. You- yeah, right now you can, right now you can make fun of white people. That's the only people you're allowed to make fun of. But it's it, and I think sometimes that yeah, okay, it's okay to say like, you know, 
in the, you know these episodes you have these kind of things that happen and these are bad but when you have a character that just happens to come out in blackface because he went through smoke or whatever and then immediately wipes off it's not like he's doing it as a character or he's it looks like a chimney sweep exactly or he's not he's not doing anything that's specifically doing that's related to that it just happens to be a quick joke you know it's not like he's acting like an african american person in blackface that's different you know so i i think you know i i think that too many people live to be offended by something and especially with the internet now it's like it's so easy to get those complaints to big businesses and you know and i can understand why warner brothers be like hey let's release tom and jerry yeah but some people might get offended let's just put this disclaimer out and say we know deal with it well there's a when it comes to blackface too there's a perfect example when that movie white chicks came out Mm. and then everyone a lot of people started going oh so now white face is okay and i'm like yeah but context is everything right okay when they did blackface they were acting like fucking monkeys and just dep- depravity and just horrible. They were making fun of some, somebody based on the, the whole, they were just at, they weren't making fun of white people. They were making fun of rich people. Well, also which is always okay. Yeah, and and the <laughs> one in uh, there's also Al Jolson who was a white act who was a white person but sang in a jazz club, but he sang in blackface. But when he was off stage, he was white, and it was just like, why? What was the necessity for that? You know, but it, it's it's all it's all context. Yeah. You know, because look at Robert Downey Jr. when he did that exactly. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. He, no one was upset by that. Yeah. Because he wasn't being disrespectful. No. He literally sounded like maybe a, a black dude who grew up in Chicago or something right. like that. But the, you know but I mean? you also had a black character, a black actor there, claiming who was pointing who was out pointing how ridiculous out exactly how pointed is because you know where he's like, oh, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to do this? You know and and also, I think it was because it was Robert Downey Jr. Because you're like, yeah, he can pretty much do whatever the hell he exactly. wants. Exactly. Yeah, he, you know. And uh, so, but yeah, I just think this is this. I, I think it's a bit. I think it's silly, because I think when you when you're going through this, you're looking at it through the eyes of the parents, not the kids. Because I guarantee you, most of the kids won't understand it. Yeah. And and to me, seeing blackface when I was a kid. It didn't mean anything to me. It was just, ha but I would never do it. I think it's up to the parents to go ahead and say, like, look, while they do that, it's not cool to do that. Because if you have your kid like, oh, I saw the Tom and Jerry and he's painting his face black. That's where you got to draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've had to. We've look, man, we've all had to have a conversation with our kids. If you have kids where they say something racially charged, they don't understand what they're saying. They just heard it. And you have to sit down and explain to them why it's not right to say. Nine times out of ten, unless your kid is a complete fucking tool, yeah. if you explain it to him properly, the child will go, oh, well, I don't want people to think that. I don't want people and they won't say anything. Well, yeah. You know, my oldest daughter, and this is a trend with this generation, she was dropping the, uh, the N-word a couple <laughs> of times, calling her friends. And I go, Samantha, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, what? Like, why are you saying that? And she's like, oh, they just say it in music. I'm like, let me exp- let me let me kick some fucking history and some knowledge to you real quick before you go outside and get fucking shot. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's you can't you just can't do that. And once it was explained to her, she didn't say it anymore. But the problem is we, li- we just live in an era where people are looking for a reason to be offended. And, and I think you bring up a good point is the fact that we're living in an era where nobody wants to explain anything. 
They just want no. to say you can't do that because it's it's racial. Well, how is it racist? If you explain to the person how it's considered racist or it's considered it could be considered offensive by some people, uh, you know, I, I think what we need to do as a society is one, we gotta one, we gotta lighten the fuck up. Seriously. That's real talk. I mean, we gotta lighten up and just be able to take a fucking joke because if you can't, and that's everybody yeah, across the board. Yeah, I mean, you know, even the one, and it's primarily the ones that say, oh, my, and okay, I'm going to call it out right now. The uh, biggest one that I hear is African Americans because they say they can't be racist. I've heard um, uh, pol- officials in. Well, that was, go- that was going on a lot too when the Ferguson bit was, yeah, was happening. Like, we, can't aff- um, uh, we can't be racist. Yes, you can. Anyone can be racist. Everyone can be racist. Chris Rock said it himself. Here? Chris Rock said it himself. You know, <laughs> there was a comedian, though, that said that he started that he said we well, didn't start it, but he said it in, in the public space where black people can't be racist because they're the mind. They're the ones that are being deprived of things. Yeah, but then you have like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter who's get, as he stands on a stage making thousands of dollars. Right. Um, in his comedy show. But the anyone can be racist. You say you, if you don't like someone because solely based on the color of their skin. You are racist. By definition, you <laughs> Just are a racist. It's a simple word. I mean, I can give someone a Webster's Dictionary if they need to fucking brush up on it. Yeah, but like even Chris Rock said in his comedy bit, he goes, you know who's um, who's more racist than anybody? Black people. Why? Because even they hate the N-word. You know, it's like... I remember that. Bit. Yeah, you know, and it was a... Was like Chris Rock? I thought that, that was, was Dave Chappelle that brought that. No, that was Chris Rock. He oh, had okay. said that. But it's it's very true. Because, you know, even within your own group, you if you in your own group, I'm Mexican, you know, Adam's uh, Irish. And even within our own within our own uh, uh, ethnicities, there's prejudice within there, Mm -hmm. you know. And but at that point, it starts to become kind of class. But uh, but yeah, I think everybody it, it, it needs to lighten the fuck up. And learn and explain shit because the more you sit there and say, I don't want to explain it. I don't want to explain to my kid why. Oh, because you have a tough time dealing with it or you don't know why it's offensive. If you're telling people not to say something and you don't even know why it's offensive, you better learn. <laughs> the last thing I'm even going to say on this. No, and this, this no, is, we're going to keep going. <laughs> this is real talk. There are groups of people that all act generally certain ways to certain things but it has nothing to do with color it has everything to do with how much money is in their pocket it's all about finances sure. rich people act a certain way with certain things and poor people act a certain way with certain things Amen. and now in this country are the majority of poor people black no because only what 13 percent of the country is black you know like i'm poor <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I've been told before as a joke, right? But it brings up a point. I've been told before that I, I'm, you know, a friend of mine be like, "Oh, you're the you're the blackest white dude I know," and I'll <laughs> I'll always I'll always tell him, "No, I'm poor. Right. You and I are poor. That's why we both eat top ramen, and that's why we both um, don't throw our food out or waste food, or or why we both do this and both do that because we're both fucking broke. <laughs> There's nothing to do with what color we are. Yeah." <laughs> It's very simple. Well, it's funny, too, because SNL did this bit over the weekend, and it was a commercial, and it was a commercial for white people. And it was a commercial saying, this is a great time to be white. And it was just saying all the advantages that they get for being white at this particular moment in time. And they said, but 
uh, we have about oh 40 uh, or 50 years left uh, to be the dominant society in this country. They go, but and we're going to enjoy it every last minute of it. And then at the end they go, because once it's over, it's up to you, Mexicans. And, and one, <laughs> That's real talk. One, that one white guy high-fived this Mexican dude, and I rolled. <laughs> I mean, that was fucking hilarious. Uh, you know what's funny, though? Damn near every joke I ever hear a black dude or a Spanish dude or whatever say about white people, it's always about the middle class. Yeah. Because none of them ever pertain to me. But to say, oh, you just sit there eating your bologna and mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who the hell eats that? <laughs> like, it's it's always middle class right. stereotypes. Things that I make fun of white people for. Like, oh, you're going to go home and watch the Kardashians? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, stupid shit like that. Because poor people don't watch that shit. No. We can't afford cable. What the fuck? <laughs> Too much respect for yourself. <laughs> respect yourself. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. That is it for the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.